I'm not social, don't need peers, so please don't come near. And your bad vibes, I don't need them, so please don't come here. And I miss all my niggas, I need you right here. Y'all left me, that was selfish, this shit I'm taking ain't helping, but uh, what the hell you Guys, listen, 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 bruv. And we've already started getting into it. I can feel the energy in today's pod. This feels different. Yeah, it feels right, right? It feels right. It feels right. The fact that, you know, coming off of coming off of what feels to be a very, very tiring year, having the luxury of being able to look back at the year and look back at the things that people have, you know, the things that we have been able to do, the things that we have been able to put together and grow and dedicate our time and hearts to this particular portion of those things is one of my favorite things to do, man. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy getting to do this at the end of our week. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a privilege to be here with you, bro. You know what I mean? It's a privilege to be here another day. <laughs> People dying. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> I like how in pre-production it is all jokes and, and giggles, and then we get right up into the show, and, <laughs> and it gets immediately people. People are dying and serious. It's very serious. <laughs> hey, bro. It's big facts, man. And and when I say that, bro, like, I mean, I gotta acknowledge, bro, like that this. This COVID shit is a real thing still. You know what I mean? I got uh, more and more people connected to me that have got it, that have, you know, been hospitalized by it. And so, like, when I say it's a blessing to be here, I mean that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's real. Like, it sounds like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, but that's real. But, like, I'm here for, I'm here and I'm happy and I'm, and I'm blessed to be here. So, like, I'm positive with it. But I want to acknowledge that too. Like that's it's what is nuts out here, bro. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought it back to a place of positivity and a conversation around positivity because that is undoubtedly the energy that we intentfully try and bring onto this podcast, which is to shower all of our fans, all of our you know listeners, the community of people that are in this live nation. To you know, we try to shower y'all with the positivity. We manifest this positivity over time. We 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 call each other excited about it. We feed that positivity, and you know, when even when we're not on the camera, so what you guys are hearing is a a culmination of dedicated positive energy to you, and we bring you that. We bring you that. I'm here for what? <laughs> we what bring you that. Hey man, well, we we here, bro. We here. Talk to me, Mister Boss Xavier, Mister Mister TV. Talk to me. What you saying? What you saying on this end of the week, man? I'm just happy to be talking to my brother, bro. Happy we made it to Sunday. Like it has been just a a whirlwind of a week, bro. It's just like at this point, to be able to kick back, talk shit. It's a is that's everything to me. I've been running around all over the place, right? Yeah. And yeah, man. When you when you running around like in this climate, you gotta be safe too. It's it's doubly exhausting. You know what I mean? So I've been I lost my damn debit card. So I had to go to the bank, brave the bank to get that. Why is that such a laborious process? The losing of credit cards and of adultly things. Adultly things just cost time to get back. Well, the losing of credit cards is is a timely thing to get back because the easier they make it to get your credit card, the easier they make it to scam your shit, right? Yes. So the easier they make it for somebody to walk in with some round glasses and be like, I'm Zwei. <laughs> Give me the debit card. <laughs> $12. <laughs> I can't get jiggy with this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, you don't want to get, you don't want to get scammed out here. But yeah, man. Every, this it's one of those things where you always put it right back in the same place until the one time you don't, and then it's gone. You're, you're messed up. Messed up. It's, gone. it's gone. And you only find it. You only find lost things once you stop looking for them, and immediately after you yeah. replace them. Yep. Once you replace them, then you're once sitting you on the couch them. and someone's poking you. And you reach yeah. back, and it's like, oh, uh, here's <laughs> Here the thing. Is. 
Here's a stupid thing that I had to replace. But yeah. Uh, oh man, listen, we're we're circling around the conversation of positivity. I mean, we might as well get right into the dap up of it. And you know, outside of outside of the energy and positivity that we had spoken about previously, you know, dap on in with the with the crowd and with the people and tell us what tell tell us uh, what you're coming into this podcast with today. Uh, what up? Uh, I'm happy, man. You know, I was sad because last podcast I got slandered. We were there's no and there was no video evidence of it. The last podcast, so so casually or so uh, what's the word? Uh, coincidentally, conveniently, you know, my man over here, right here, had to slander my damn Christmas tree. Called it a ghetto tree. And I then, did call it a ghetto tree. And then there was no evidence to show. How not get on the tree is, but the tree is beautiful. So it's it's beautiful. That tree's got new additions on it, though. There's new additions to that tree. There's lights. That is a, that There's might be a new tree. tree. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let you do that. That might be a new tree, bro. It could be. Look at look at see. It's not easy being Southside Santa Claus, ladies and gentlemen. It's not easy being <laughs> Southside Santa Claus, but I'm here for you today. You know what I'm saying? What's good? I brought my goddamn hot chocolate. And you know, usually on this show, we all about the John Best Seal. We got to support the homies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And shout out to Dweemo now. Homeboys was on uh, 30 for 30. 30 under 30. 30 under 30. 30 for 30. <laughs> 30 for 30 coming soon, We're going to get that shit on the dock, too. Them boys making moves. But uh, they was on the 30 under 30 for Forbes for beverages. So, matter of fact, before I even get this shit, that ain't the homies in this motherfucker. John Basile, go get John Basile, the best, yeah. the best tequila, and we're tequila drinkers, by the way. Um, so that that's our preferred drinker choice, as you know, as brothers, me and Miles. Shout out to the John Basile boys. Shout out to Duimo. Shout out to his partner. These are dudes that have been getting it out the grind. Black owned good tequila. Go out there and get it, man. Support the homies. Yes, sir. So, because there is not an Irish cream by John Basile. Gotta have that for your hot cocoa. Southside Santa Claus is keeping you updated. <laughs> Goddamn Christmas shit. We're gonna do this all season. Give the can you give the give the people give the people the ingredients for there you go. Break it down for the people. I did. <laughs> Bailey's right. whatever you got. If you like coffee, if you like whatever it is, Bailey's is certified Christmas by Southside Santa Claus. It is a drop of Christmas on any beverage that you're drinking. I guarantee that. I put that on me. If you don't feel more Christmassy after that, then call me. Text us. Text the podcast. Let us know. And we'll correct that. We'll personally do some Christmassy for you. But it's going to work. And Bailey's, look, if you would like to support the podcast by sending us crates of it, right. we will continue to market your product. Those, you too, John Basile. Dream I'm looking at you. Y'all want to keep supporting the pod. All 10 of our weekly listeners now will hear about this every week. I promise you that. <laughs> and 10 might not sound like a lot, but it's a lot more than what we started with. So that's growth, damn it. And we promise ad space over here. We promise ad space. <laughs> Sounds like yeah, Santa right? Claus. Imagine. There's 12 people, and we're even better at this. So let's nah, get it. for real. Hey, and it's growing, man. It's growing. And if I have to dap in, my G... Um, the, the, the growth that I'm seeing on, uh, let me see the visibility that this podcast is getting and, and, you know, the, the people that are close to me that are engaging me about it is something that, that definitely excites me. So it definitely motivates us to quickly try and improve the, the quality of this product that we're giving you guys. And we, we thoroughly appreciate you rocking with us and, and, and growing with us within this space. We always say that this right here is a journey of growth, an honest journey of growth. And, you know, we, the, I, I appreciate people seeing the growth that it is. I actually went back to watch some of the first ones that we did. Some of the first ones. Yeah. When I was still upstairs in, in the office and you were still in, the, in, in, in your living room. Oh, you're talking about the back in the day ones. Exactly. The unreleased Johns. The unreleased, the unreleased things. The unreleased things, you know? So I was looking back at those, and I'm seeing where we are now. And, you know, it it, it definitely excites me. And I, and I love seeing this thing grow, man. 
Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's what's exciting about it to me is like not only I mean, as we talked in pre-pro, right, like how immediately this space became a very useful, uh, we'll say, like training ground and like sparring, you know, arena, right, for for sharing thoughts and, and being prepared to, you know, make yourself as clear as possible, as quick as possible in front of a camera. Um, but also, yeah, just that process of thinking like, yeah, bro, numbering these episodes every week, like, all right, 12, like this ain't nothing, bro. Like when you think about the investment and the time that it takes to get to where the places that we're happy about being in other endeavors, like 12 ain't nothing, you know what I mean? So I'm very, I'm very excited by that number. I'm very excited by like continuing to put work into this and like, even the other day I was thinking about hooping and I was thinking about like the first time I picked up, you know, a basketball or whatever, and just how, how long it was before I could even put it through my legs and do some raw stuff. And it's just like, all right, man, like we, we warming up out here, you know? Yeah. And it's, and I appreciate having my brother to be dedicated to this mental martial art with me on Sundays, bro. Hey man, then let's, let's welcome the people in without further ado, everybody, everybody, everybody listening. Welcome to the All The Way Live podcast. This is nothing more than just a conversation between two brothers, between two best friends, and most importantly, it's a celebration of life. Not just a celebration of black life, which it usually is most of the time, but a celebration of life in total. Speaking of celebrations of life, shout out to my boy Nick, who is expecting a baby girl. A baby girl, shout out to my boy, celebration of black life. Anyways, dumping back into the intro, how we've broken this whole show up for y'all. And let me let me tell you right now, off the top, I know I say this every week, but damn it, we have a great show today. We got a we got a good show today. Today's show is is, is loaded, right? So how we breaking this show up is into three different segments. We have stumble upon. The stumble upon section is where me and Miles will break into um, you know, share with share with you guys anything that we stumbled upon, anything that has interested us, anything that has caught our attention, right? From there, we move into current news. Now, in today's current news section, we're going to be speaking about the value of being underrated, grabbing from a lot of recent um, topics and characters, and, you know, especially when it comes to the rankings and Grammys and award shows that are flowing out, there's a whole lot of underratedness going on. And we're breaking that all the way down for y'all in today's show. And then we come into recommended and review. Now, I was told that I should not share, that I have to share what the recommended and review are in the intro. But I just might not be able to do it this episode. You got to stay tuned to find out what we're talking about on recommended and review. Just to slip a little, a little sneak peek in there. We're talking about tenant. Is it good? Is it bad? We're finna get into it. And without further ado, welcome to the All The Way Live podcast, people. Grab a drink, grab a plate, grab a vice, sit down. Let's get into the banter, man. Hey, man. I'm tuned in. I'm tuned in. What up? <laughs> Live. Live. Chicago's here. What? Chicago's What's here. <laughs> we got stumbled upon first, right? We got so stumbled we upon. What you stumbled upon, G? All right, if I have to kick off my stumble upon, um, what I've stumbled upon this year is not this year, at least let me say this week. I've been playing a lot of golf lately, right? I've been playing a lot of golf. My family's very competitive. Um, I'm competitive, been playing for a very long time, but I recently like really started getting back into it. And it made me it sent me down a thought. Mosquitoes zombie. It sent me down the thought uh, <laughs> process of um, the importance of a hobby the older we get. Right? And I was thinking, because once we leave high school, a lot of us never play sport again. You know, some of us might join these different leagues or... And gym doesn't count as a hobby. That's just a habit, a healthy habit. So, you know, it just kind of broke me down into the value of um, having a hobby at the older we grow, man, it's, you know, preferably an athletic one, but just a hobby in general. I feel like some people will fight you on that gym being a hobby thing. I feel like a lot of people, that's their, that's their thing. You know, they work and they- A word? They, gym is their, is their thing? <laughs> Tell them to get at me, bro. <laughs> I, but I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like for a lot of people that is, their, that is, for a lot of people that is their one thing outside of, uh, you know, work and all their other obligations that they do and they feel like there is their their hobby and fulfills that space 
Um, but from I didn't you didn't even ask me. I don't know. But but, uh, but I'm gonna tell you anyway, my hobbies are <laughs> long walks on the beach and <laughs> uh no, but I actually think that's a <laughs> long really, walks on the beach. I really think that's a cool conversation. Um and it makes me think of like the older people in my in my life that have especially the um the older men in my life and women actually in my life that like are in different stages of like looking for that. So my pops is just recently retired. And so he's, I don't know what that man is doing. That man, he's got a, he got a crib in Florida. He has been there for a lot, for a minute. I got no, I, I got no clue what he doing down there. Don't like, put the pops I on mean, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dad, if you're listening, <laughs> hit me back. I've seen you all year, Pippin. Send me a sign or something. Nah, live your best life, Pop. And it's not even like it's not even like that because he he hits me up and we talk, but like it's never. I get like he tells me about what he's fixing up around the house and like that's what he does. You know, he's a he's a guy that fixes fixes things around the house. But if you live in there full time, like you got other things to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I I just I'm and my pops has never had that really clear hobby set right he's never been a really car focused guy or a fisher guy or you know what i mean like he's been a black man he worked <laughs> you know what i mean that's Dude. my hobby my hobby is working keeping the Raising lights on is the hobby kids <laughs> right so like he didn't he never it's interesting to see him kind of grow into that and to see him um you know see him just in that space with all that time on his hands and then i think of somebody like my grandpa who you know who obviously you know, is very into golf. You and him exchange uh, swing golf gifts. Swings. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. um, he's very set in his, you know, that's been his thing forever, you know, and he builds his life around golfing, has taken some amazing trips to go and golf. Mm-hmm. And so, it's, yeah, it's just, that's, it, that is a really cool, interesting thing to think about. What do you think are you're going to be some of your hobbies as you uh, get it, reach reach into older older age if Jim doesn't count um golf undoubtedly I want to increase the the sporting element of it I think mountain climbing is a cool one and I'm also very fascinated by um the collecting of of, of vintage cars the art it, does art constitute as a hobby uh if you can afford it I guess I guess, I guess, I guess, you know, it's one could call it a hobby, but it's also a business. So, you know, that's, I, mean, I was going to say, I think if you care enough about anything and if you're, and if you take it to the point of if you're curating what you really enjoy about, whether it's paintings, whether it's sculptures, whether it's trading cards, whatever it is, you know what I mean? I think that that can constitute a hobby for sure. As it should. I mean, like my hobby was, you know, getting lit with you and having these deep conversations and here we are we're trying to turn it into a business you know so um yeah i think i think golfing definitely will be one of those i think uh, as i said all the ones that i listed um exploring mountain climbing i'd love to get into scuba diving i i want to i want to be able to continue to move into new hobbies and new worlds and understand those things. I'm getting a pilot's license next year. I don't know if that constitutes as a hobby. That definitely constitutes as a hobby for sure. Yeah, there it is. There it is. What, what are your hobbies? What are you going to, what type of hobbies do you think you're going to walk into yeah, that you're going to keep? Pilot's license is a dangerous hobby. That's a mess. <laughs> I've never heard you say that either. That's crazy, but that's, that's interesting. That's dope. I've been thinking about that for years. For years, really? I've, I've won. Yeah, for like I, this was actually the year I was supposed to get it done, but COVID. You know what I'm saying? But why you never tell niggas? You thought we were gonna tell you niggas can't fly? <laughs> I don't trust niggas with that, dude. That conversation <laughs> has never come up. Don't tell them your airplane dreams, so we can't shoot them down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, my something like is- that. Something like that. So you know, shoot for the moon. So if I fall, land on the stars. Mm-hmm. By the way, by the way, stars so much further than the moon. (laughs) (laughs) So much further from the moon, dude. You see the moon in real time. You see dead stars is what you're looking at. But I I digest as my as my co-host likes to say. 
You don't think Pop Smoke factored that into the album cover, dude? Into the album art? You don't think that was part of the plan? That was part of the vision? This man, if you don't stop, if you don't stop jumping around, what your your hobbies are gonna be? Tell us what you, what are your hobbies and what you know? What's your relationship with that? Uh, man, I spend records, bro. Uh, I sure. find all the music that makes me happy, and then I think will make the people around me happy. And uh, I need to be better about sharing it on an individual basis, but I. Yeah, I, I curate that. That's my hobby. Um, I, I Before COVID, I was hooping, at least during the summers all the time, but they took all the rims down when they closed all the parks yeah. and they wanted people to quarantine and stuff. And they haven't put the rims up. So, like, I really – and, I, I mean, I don't lift or anything like that, so I don't have a gym membership. I always just used to hoop outside, bad as it is for your knees. But, um, yeah, so I haven't been really hooping lately. I imagine I'll get back to that. I mean, I don't have that much clout, but I imagine if they don't put the rims back up at a certain point, hopefully with this COVID thing is over and we can like, you know, we can make that happen. Uh, I do. I Oddly, I wouldn't find it surprising if they were like, if they just kind of were neglectful about that. Um, yeah. About, about, about putting the activities that up. the kids do. They've always about, been neglectful about that. Yeah, or like making parks the gathering places they were uh, when people could come and hoop there and stuff like that. But I digest. Mm. As far as I get older, like, I think, I hope, I want to take up like martial arts, bro. Like, I I think uh, jujitsu would be a really cool thing to learn. You know what I mean? Um, Taxing and I think it would break a lot of my comfort barriers in terms of how close I like to be to like super sweaty dudes that are trying to wrestle me, but like you're not into that type of stuff. I mean, not off the top of my head. It's not top five anywhere for me, but like I got you. I got I th- you. Solid. Well, I think number that's like part of- seven to ten. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like eleven. It's like eleven on the list. It doesn't make the list, but it's like, oh yeah, dude. I love sweaty dudes, kinda. Honorable um, mentions. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so I would love to. I would love to learn to. Um, I mean, from everybody I hear who takes jujitsu very seriously and finds uh, a gym where they feel like it can be home for them, they feel like it's a transformative, if not uncomfortable, experience. But I find transformative experiences are often uncomfortable. So um, yeah, man. So that's something I would like. I would like to try. I also do want to fish. Uh, I think it would be cool to. Like, I love being outdoors, um, but I just don't, I mean, I don't particularly love hiking. I like to yeah. just, like, chill outdoors. So it would be, I mean, if I could hike to a good place to fish, that would be a nice compromise. And I do want to learn more skills that are, like, functional, right? You know what I mean? Like, I want to, mm-hmm. like, if I can feed myself off fish, right, um, that would be lit. Uh, hunting, I used to do archery, like, back in the day, bro. Like, Word? as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, now I now I I kind of like the idea of hunting, but I don't know, man. I don't like I don't know how many of whatever there is. Obviously, we've had this conversation, so I don't know how I feel about killing animals, and it's not really a thing that I've ever felt inclined to do. But it would also be a cool skill to know how to do. So I don't know. Yeah, that type. That's the lane. That's the lane of hobbies that I would like to look into as I get older and have more time. And you know, I'm done with. I feel that done with my part of the struggle i feel that i feel that then i guess you always stumble upon my g well what 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 i guess you owe us a stumble upon my g um yeah so like check this out cool so uh stumbled upon right i was thinking uh i was actually talking to uh my grandpa and we were talking about him uh canceling his Wi-Fi that he has with AT&T and switching to Xfinity because um, he canceled his cable and now he just has fire sticks throughout the crib, um, bought a new TV. So he's like, so we were talking on the phone about that and like what the best things to hook up are and stuff like that. And I was just thinking like, I was just, I was thinking he was like, trying to pick what services he would want. And they have like Disney plus ESPN and Hulu. And I was like, do you need Netflix on top of that? And I was kind of like, mm. Mm. 
Not really. And it's and it's interesting because there was a time when Netflix was like, you know, it was if you had a streaming anything, it was gonna be that. But I was like, if yeah. you got Disney Plus, yeah. ESPN, and Hulu, you're good. You covered for the most good. part. Yeah. So that kind of just brought me to like, are we in that? Are we approaching the? Tw- you remember? I remember being a kid and blockbusters was like, you know, you could feel it. You was like, man, I really mess with blockbuster, and it's been a part of my movie experience my whole life, but it's slowly becoming obsolete do you think netflix has hit that do you think it's still on the rise like where you think it's at i th- bruv i think with netflix it's still too early in the game to to do that because they had a booming year this was this year they put on 24 new million use 24 million new users right over covid so it it it, it boomed for them i think what netflix is having the balance is how do you make because the quality content comes out like shows like ozark are out there um shows like peaky blinders you know this this good uh lennox hill there's good shows on netflix but then you run through those in a week and then you haven't got anything left after that then fluff you know so i think that's their, their, their struggle but at the end of the day, it's going to be a game of who's able to attract the most curators. I love what Netflix is doing in, in terms of the comedy space and how they've come in and pretty much assumed the the platform for comedy and allowing that door to be very open in terms of the stars that they have. Truth be told, all of our comedic stars are on Netflix outside of Louis C.K. Chappelle's on there. Rock is on there. Right, right. We got Bill Burr on there. We got Rogan on every anybody you want, except for Gerard Carmichael. Yeah, but he doesn't Gerard put out a lot Carmichael of work. His... True. Yeah, I think comedy is probably where Netflix is still strongest, um, especially. And you see them right how right like how readily they were to keep Babe Chappelle happy, right? Um, so yeah, but I when I think of the other shows, when I think of dramas, when I think of other original content, I'm wondering does it have the ability to keep up with a HBO or a Disney Plus, right? And so when I think of like um you said Netflix had 24 million users added this year, right? Mhm. Well, Disney Plus just launched this year. And so do you know how many users they have? No. I don't have that information on hand, but I'm sure we could find it. 74 million. I looked mm. it up. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if Netflix is growing by 24, while Disney Plus in its first year captures 70, capture 74, mm. you know what I mean? I don't know if it's going to be able to keep up. Except for in that comedy space. I think that that's probably where they're Gee, killing it. You know what I, I Instead of Netflix, right? I would move more towards AMC and the theaters and and put that question there, which is, are those becoming obsolete? Because what's happening to the movie theater, I think AMC recently now is is trying to sell shares in AMC so that they can have, you know, so that they can maintain a little bit more. So are movies more so going to be obsolete? Because I feel the the Netflix game, is, the, the, the streaming game is always going to be a game of who can grab the most content. Netflix grabbed The Office, Breaking Bad, you know, classic shows that Friends, Seinf- I think Seinfeld's on there. Those are massive shows. Those are legacy shows that they have on there that can keep a decent amount of, 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 of audience all the time. So it's just a content game. But with theaters, how do they, do they fare out of this okay? How do they make it out? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think, so before the issue of COVID, which those entities are a lot more impacted by, right? Like we had this kind of transformation from the theater experience of you go there and sit there with 40, 50, 60 people in an auditorium and y'all all watching it to that more yeah. like um, the little pod experience where, first of all, they introduced food to like damn near all the theaters. I would say before, right before COVID, 70% of movie theaters were in the U.S. service restaurants. In the yeah, U.S. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, and so I'm, but I, yeah, I mean, I think what plays out and what happens in the U.S. kind of dictates, especially in this industry, what happens worldwide, right? Because if there's not a, if, if there's not movie theaters, if people go into movie theaters in the United States and maybe in China, yeah. right? You know, I feel like there's going to, 
theater studios aren't going to bother to push the movie theater thing. In fact, I heard that uh, Warner Brothers is releasing all of their films over the next, over 2021 on both uh, HBO Max and in theater simultaneously. Wild, wild. That's big news. That's big news. Matrix 4 is coming straight to your TV first. Yeah, right? That's wild. So, so, but bringing it back, I think, what if we're, if, Thank, if hopefully these COVID vaccines are over time can be tested and proven to um, be effective, right, without negative side effects, then I think we get to a place where theaters can resume adapting to that more. It's going to be more expensive and it's going to be again, it's, it's going to be. Uh, yeah, it's going to be more of like a luxury experience, right? To go mm. to a theater and you get like, you know, your little pod, but it's the best sound and somebody comes serves you food and drinks and stuff like that. But I do think that if it continues to go that way, then they'll also release them on streaming services. Yeah. Maybe yeah. days later, maybe a week later. You know what I mean? Um, theaters might be like record stores. I don't know how, how much we want to skip around. I know Christopher Nolan specifically said that he wanted his film tenant to be viewed in theaters right so there are going to be certain creators that i think and i could imagine tarantino even as somebody who says no matter what this needs to be released in some type of big screen experience bigger than yeah. we're gonna have than you will have in your home right um so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting uh but i think theaters yeah i think the big auditorium experience of theaters where you stitched like this gum and you stick them to the ground and you know what i mean just sodas yeah. and popcorn a whole bunch of people it. next to you yeah i think that's gonna slowly die there will be like theaters will be like the new um the new record stores yeah kinda kinda yeah, it's interesting with it's interesting with record stores because vinyls now have so much like vinyls are now the the physical manifestation of a record, right? Because nothing else really makes sense. A CD, cassette. If you want, if you're gonna buy a physical representation of a record, you're getting you a want vinyl. the art. Yeah, you want the art nice and big. You want something that you can display, right? Mm. So you're gonna go get the vinyl, like you said, and um. There's so much around vinyls, including the limited press, right? So they press a certain amount of vinyls and it becomes super difficult to get. It's like sneakers almost, yeah. right? So there's a limited amount of vinyls that you can go and get. And then there's a there's a there's a high demand for them. They become overpriced and it's it's a whole there's a whole market going forward that like i said mirrors the sneaker culture that i think will keep vinyls going um as the symbolic representation of musical taste for a long time yeah yeah and you can see the increase in the popularity of vinyls i mean it's a lot of artists are re-releasing on vinyls you don't see anybody re-releasing on cassette tape you know it, that's that's not what the hype is and i think frank ocean recently delayed a vinyl release that he was gonna drop with a bunch of unreleased music and whatnot, but anyway, that's a that's a that was a that was a fun that was a fun interesting conversation dive that we just stumbled on right there. Very organic. Yeah, we out here. Very organic. Then I think that brings us to our next section, brother, with the current news. Yeah, current. What Talk we currently streaming into? Yeah, what we currently streaming into y'all's out there, man. Is uh, I wanted to have a conversation about uh, underrated, and when I brought it to my broder, I purposely left it kind of vague just to talk about like you know whatever you feel like is underrated. I feel like there's it's real easy to take this in a musical direction, and I definitely have some thoughts there. But I also just wanted to talk about more and just like the times that we are that we're in this day and age. Uh, what are some things that you feel are becoming underrated reaching out to people reaching out to people i think what, you mean? what covid has allowed us to do since everybody's at the same place at the same time you can kind of assume what somebody is doing 
and you don't necessarily feel as forced to reach out to people because the excuse is always we can't reach out to people call people text people because we're busy but now if we're all indoors having easy access to communicating and calling people there's so many different ways of calling people and engaging with people but yet again i think you know people get into habits of the you know the circles of people that they communicate with in that way get smaller and smaller and smaller and it's very easy to just assume the new normal of not necessarily reaching out to people unless it's you know it's a it's a dire urgent or or whatever situation it is so i think that's what's underrated is the value of still reaching out to somebody calling somebody um and depending on where you are in the world going to see somebody Yeah. Yeah. I I So, real quick, can you kind of um let us know how the how's COVID doing over there? Cuz here it's messed up. We are going back into it again. But how's it looking over there? Bro, I'm going to tell you something that's wild about COVID in Africa. And I just recently had this discussion with my family members. By all accounts, Oh, let me say by all measurements and expectations, COVID should have come here and done a number to the people. It should have effectively reduced our population by a significant amount if you take into consideration <laughs> Siri big head. If you take into consideration one, the number of under the number of underlying underlying symptoms that many Africans have, which would be HIV, AIDS. We have a, the highest concentration of that in the world, specifically South Africa is one of those countries. Um, so you have HIV and AIDS, you have um, bronchitis. There's a high concentration of people with bronchitis. Um, asthma as well, due to the fact that the townships that they, the townships, which are, you know, effectively concentration camps, but the townships that they forced people into in South Africa um, are next to mines that were just blowing dust. They were literally, they literally squeezed the, the a majority of the populace next to these mine sectors. One, so it's easier for them to go work there, but then also, you know, to get them away from the main city. So a lot of people that are grown up in those neighborhoods have as, asthma and respiratory issues. That's a prevalent norm amongst people that have grown up in those townships specifically the southwestern township soweto where me and you went together so take those three things and then finally take into account the fact that like i said these townships are effectively concentration camps in the sense that they were designed in order to very tightly house millions of people and make it very difficult for for people to be able to move in and move out of the township so essentially with i believe the statistic is with 1200 people you can lock in 2 million people that's how it is designed in a span of in under two hours in under two hours 1200 people can lock in 2 million people by just locking in you know it's a bottleneck it's a bottleneck design the township so people are living on top of people the living conditions aren't that great. There's malnutrition. There is, there's a minimum, an average of three to four people living in a single household. There's a high number of elderly people that live in those households too that are dependents that also have underlying issues. So all to say, by given what we understand about what makes people susceptible to death from COVID, we would assume that to have been rampant in this country given that given that reality that has not been the case undoubtedly we had a sharp spike of infections but our mortality rates are relatively are relatively low our mortality rates are relatively low our recovery rate is over 90 percent so people are dying and uh, certain sections have been considered hotspots but they've uh, they've gone under uh, new regulations, which is, you know, curfew, they ban alcohol, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But for the most part, given what we understand this virus to be, our people have not necessarily taken it as hard as we would have assumed so. And that's throughout the continent. Um, not to go on 
a a one-sided rant but the reason in the same way that africans were predominantly slaves is because of their resilience to the environment and to the diseases of the countries that they were introduced to right that is why you find africans in the caribbeans in the in the americas in 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 all these different places they were able to survive the conditions so i think that's what that brings us down to is how africa has responded to covid is 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 quite interesting and i think talks to that point more so than anything else we super niggas over here i don't know what's up with y'all <laughs> Can that be the title of the episode? Episode 13, Super Niggas. <laughs> sure. Yeah, for sure. But that's real, bro. Like, you you work and, and you know, you understand the hood. People in the hood don't go into lockdown. That, that does not happen. People in the hood outside. And in Africa, there's just a lot more people in bigger hoods. And those dudes, for the most part, weren't actually all the way inside. Yeah. And nothing happened. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of research will be done about it. I can't call it. I think that's, um, but I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad it's not messed up over there. I'm glad to hear people aren't dying. I'm glad to hear it isn't the catastrophic collapse of, of infrastructure that it could have been. So mm. that's what's up. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it could have been handled better here and by the people, by the government. But just the reality is that it's uh, it's messed up. So I think uh, to bring us back into what we we're talking about, wearing a mask is underrated. Um, but yeah, also reach out. Elaborate. To people. Wear a mask. <laughs> because, no, because now that's a political. That's a political statement you're making with whether you wear a mask or whether you don't wear a mask. That's a, that's I'm offending making, social norms. I I don't know. I don't know. Sure, maybe. I guess I don't. It's not a, to me. It's not a political statement. To me, it's a scientific statement based on medical experts saying that wearing a mask, especially if you can get your hands on an N95 mask, but even if you can't, is better than not wearing a mask in terms of the transmission of the virus. Mm. So, factual statement, scientific statement, political, to maybe, but not inherently. <laughs> and please care about people. Um, and like my brother was saying, reach out to them. Like. That I do, I do think that is underrated. I do think that I've had more opportunity than I've taken advantage of to talk to people that in my life that um, I just plain should be checking up on more. So, mm. Mm. word. I think another thing that's underrated is birthday celebrations for men. Fuck. Men birthday celebrations for men. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I. I you know how I feel about my own personal birthday, but I agree with you in regard to the sentiment. Yeah, I think so. No, for sure. For sure. No, man, that's... I like that. I like that. Being appreciative is underrated. Being appreciative yeah. is underrated. And helping is underrated. There you go. Yeah, altruism. Altruism is underrated. I think the the fulfillment that you get from dedicating your time to assisting somebody with a pure and genuine heart is is one of the the highest forms of 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 internal reward intrinsic reward that you can get it's it's it's, it's quite spectacular actually yeah trying trying is underrated trying. trying is underrated also not being not really caring what people think is also underrated bro yeah Love everybody without caring what they think. Hey, bro. Listen. Listen, listen. We brought your current news. Now we're about to get into the hottest, the sauciest part of this, of this right here program, I like to think. Tenant, is it good? Is it bad? Tell me what you think. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I think later, but tell me what you think. What's that movie about, bro? What's that movie about? Did you watch it once or twice? I've watched it once. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm going to watch it again. You should. should. I will. 
Does it get I think better? Everybody, I think it does, but I think the more important question is, should it have to? And was it, and how many people are you reaching with a movie that you have to watch twice? Does it make it a good movie if you have to watch it twice to understand it? I don't think you have to watch it twice to understand it. I think you have to watch it twice to enjoy it. Then does that make that a good movie, bro? That's the question, I think. It's like if you have a pizza and one slice of pizza is totally terrible, but the second it gets better on the second slice, does that make it a good pizza? Uh... It, I mean, it depends. It depends. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like if they, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if I have a great metaphor for it. I was going to say if they served you like a pizza that was half sauce and half toppings and you had to close it in order to eat it and make it like a calzone and to eat it. And then it tasted like pizza. It's more complicated. It's more steps. <laughs> it's just pizza with more steps. <laughs> It does. This is what it feels like. I'll tell you what, right? The confusing elements of this movie, visually, it's 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 quite visually, it's quite great. I like visually, he he handled that. I love seeing John, um, John David Washington. I think John David Washington is very smooth. Um, my homie who I was watching it, the movie with pointed out that you know this guy actually might be able to pull off the next James Bond, the next black James Bond thing. He's 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 a very smooth guy he looks very comfortable in that in that role which i was very happy to see um i think there was too many conversations i think the movie relied on they they relied on conversations and because of that reason each character that they were having conversations with had to be a an interesting character and that just kind of gets lost because you're the narrative is told through conversation hmm. the, I, I mean i think I think I don't know if I think that the narrative is told through conversation. I think that the it the movie is constantly explaining itself. Like that's what it is. In all the dialogue, all the dialogue is constantly is is exposition, right? Because it has to be in order for you to basically in order for you to understand the movie, right? Doesn't have to be that, bro. There are a few key moments that aren't that. yeah, it's almost all exposition, but that are still that still manage to be emotionally impactful. Like when she's telling old dude um, that she hates Andre because he asked her if he if she would wanted to dip if she could never see her son again, and she was like, "I thought about it," and he saw that, and I thought that was a dope. I thought that was a dope piece of character development, but there were only a couple of those sprinkled in, and most of the dialogue was trying to explain the movie to you right and how and everything they and explain what you were seeing so i love movies i love and my favorite type of movie is a mystery science fiction like give Mm. me a new puzzle that i'm not supposed to understand yet and let me see if i can kind of piece it together before the movie's over the problem with this movie is that you really you you can't you can piece you can predict what's happening even if you're not understanding what you're seeing and I think that makes fit for a jarring movie experience. What, they, re- what? they were reaching on that movie, bro. They read the concept. They were reach. They were reaching on on. They were because the concept could be dope, but they wanted to reach for a deeper meaning behind the concept, and had to continuously explain that. I don't think they were reaching for a deeper meaning behind the concept. I think they were trying to make a typical concept make sense. They picked. They did, they, they tried to do time travel in a way that again, nobody had really seen it before, right? In terms of things to have to move backwards and take up time in order to move backwards. So it's not instantaneous time travel. So I think they had to explain and that allowed them to show a lot of cool things, but they had to explain it the whole time. I think that it's tough because it doesn't leave you with a satisfying feeling at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, it, it's, it's like eating a meal that tasted good, but you ate too much of it, and now you feel stuffed and a little bit sick. And you're not sure if it's the movie's fault or if it's your fault, but you just don't, it doesn't feel that great on the first watch. At least that's what was my kind of experience. It doesn't feel and that I great said, on the first watch. And I think a lot of people might 
be willing to might just leave it there and that's it that's how they felt about the movie me i and i like i like that feeling a little bit that uncomfortable and not that overstuffed with information feeling but that feeling of like i don't really like there's so much here that i have to do myself i have to work out what i was seeing and it's hard to work it out and be watching it in real time so the so i was like well i'm going to watch it again so after i sat and thought about it and like low key looked it up like googled up like like some of the things that the timeline break it down like, for right, us man. break it down for us what what did you find so, i mean you want me to break down basically with the whole the whole movie yeah i mean like cuz we we're talking about it because i'm sure there's people that have watched it once like me that still have like barely a clue right. what the movie's about all right so you know robert pattinson is the white dude right they kept on sprinkling that white boy in that movie. Yeah. So you know he's the son, right? Yeah. So Robert Pattinson is the son. So the lady that the the white lady and the white dude, right? They hate each other. They have the son. You really never see his face, but he's Robert Pattinson. Okay. Right? So basically, he already knew John David Washington. It's basically Terminator. That's basically what it is. He already he's a part of this organization in the future that is trying to keep the future from messing up past stuff. So he goes back in time to holler at John David Washington, which is and and that's why at the end of the movie he says John David Washington sent him. Right. So I'm explaining this. I'm trying to explain the movie to y'all in chronological order so it makes sense. So John David Washington sent him back in time. He goes back to help John David Washington with John David Washington's first time mission. Right. So John David Washington, I got my hand up. Like, I'm going to explain the whole movie and like, it's going to end up. Yeah. Right. And so <laughs> what you got. But so he goes back to help John David in the time, in the time mission. They, that's the first time that he goes back in time. Right. So the evil Russian dude found this thing basically in Russia, because after there was some type of nuclear explosion, nobody wanted to go mess with it. He was desperate. So he took the contract to go dig up this stuff in Russia. In Russia, they found basically this time travel machine, which sucks because we have to go back even further because a lady basically made this crazy time travel machine. And then she was like, it's too dangerous. So she sent it back into the past and buried it. Niggas from the future was like, they told this Russian dude where it was at. So he digs it up. He becomes rich because they sent him gold. And now he does basically, he does, he's the future's bitch. He does whatever the future wants him to do, right? At the end, after the future, after he gives the future some money and a whole bunch of other errands, the future wants him to basically uh, kill himself and use the time machine to basically eradicate the past, to create a time thing that blows up the past, Right. So John David Washington and Robert Pattinson, white dude, are trying to stop him from, we find out later that he's going to do it by killing himself. So when he kills himself, the time stream, every, there's a, things going backwards and things going forwards. Everything gets switched and everything blows up, right? So like, they're trying to stop him from doing that. The tools in this game of, are things that are being, is being able to turn items and people to move backwards in time rather than forwards in time. So yeah. that includes the bullets, that includes like them when they're going backwards, right? The whole movie is very difficult to explain because when you go backwards in time, you create two of you. There's one of you that's moving forwards, that's still living the life that you are already Ooh, living. One of you that's backwards. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole lot. And I like this type of stuff. So I've went through the trouble of piecing this all together in my mind and then went and watched the movie a second time. But yeah, it has to create two of you. That's why when you look, you see another person coming through there, right? So that's why John David Washington later in the scene in the airport is both of the niggas that go through the turnstile. He fights himself going backwards, right? And then he comes through and fights white dude, Robert Pattinson, who pulls off his mask and is like, oh shit, it's you. Get up on out of here, cuh. Right? But it looks, Bruh. but in the movie, it has to explain all this because sometimes you're seeing people moving forwards in time, moving forwards. Sometimes you're seeing people moving backwards in time, moving backwards. Sometimes you're seeing them moving forwards. It's all... It's a lot. And I'm trying to I'm trying to explain it. But basically, eventually they do enough switcheroos in time where John David Washington unhooks the evil dude's death from setting off the time bomb. And then the white the white chick, without even knowing that, <laughs> just kills him. 
just because she's fed up with his shit. But luckily, they they did it in time. And then the white dude, Robert Pattinson, has to go back in time again to make sure it all works out. But it's a lot. And it's and if you don't, and if after you watch it the first time, you got that face, right? The fed up black lady face, like that was dumb. Then that's that's all you're gonna get from it. Yeah. But if you but if you like movies and that's your shit to sit down and figure out puzzles, then there is a lot there and it is more enjoyable the more times you watch it. But I don't think you can get that enjoyable experience the first time you watch it, even though it looks really cool and all that. So yeah, whether that makes it a good movie is up to the people. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. And I didn't feel like it needed to be that much to take in either, but it, it still was. I hear trying to kill mosquitoes. Um, Damn, mosquitoes are everywhere. Africa. It was a lot to take in. I left that movie quite confused. Um, but I did realize, like, look, it probably will get better the more research you do on it. My question is just that if a movie, again, if the movie is only good on the second bite around, does that make that a bad movie? Or does that make that, what does that make that movie? It depends. And I think, I think that movie will be a movie that, people who really like movies fuck with and people who are just kind of casual moviegoers are like, I don't care to watch that again. It's just over the line of Inception, Inception. which is another Christopher Nolan movie, which is Inception, I think, was the line of like, I'm not sure if everybody really got it, but we still enjoyed it on the first watch. And yeah. so we're willing to go back and watch it again. I think this is just over the line of we didn't really get it on the first watch. We have to go rewatch it again. I think you lose a lot of people. I think I think it's hard to call it a bad movie if it just it just requires more work than the typical passive movie watching experience. Um, and I fuck with it. And matter of fact, before I was gonna jump into the before window of the uh, underrated conversation, I was gonna say that reading is underrated. You silly, silly, simple people. Come on, man. And me included, man. I didn't read enough books this year, man. But you know what I'm saying? Like reading is underrated, bro putting yourself in position to have to do a little bit of the pu puzzle solving and participating and doing work to, to receive that gratification of unraveling a story is underrated. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think, I think in a, I think in a generation more inclined to read, I, ironically, this might've been a better movie and probably wouldn't have gotten made. So it, it could, yeah, it would be difficult to to break that movie down by book, but still, still, again, I I enjoy it because I enjoy that type of movie, but I'll definitely run back to it. Left extremely confused from it, so shout out to you for breaking it down for for the folks. Um, if we're going to, you know, we that's the review element of it. If we're going to recommend it, I like what you recommended with Inception. Um, like you said, Matrix Four is coming out. If people haven't caught up to Matrix Four do that you know that's within the same vein and in the same language of um of these uh mystery uh puzzle fly uh, fly tech movies if you will um matrix is super super fly i think that's definitely at the top list for that you have uh dare i say the original terminators which is something that i wanted to run back the original terminators are quite cool watch terminator uh Dark Fate, bro. Dark that Fate. Movie, that movie is so dope. It's the yeah. one where Shana's an older lady, and it's like a primarily female cast. That joint is fire. That yeah, that's a great movie. Dark Fate is a dope. It's the best Terminator movie since like the first two. Big facts. What other recommended you got for the people? Read. <laughs> that's my recommendation, bro. Like. <laughs> For yourself, bro. Like, and it doesn't have, I'm not saying like become a bookworm. Shout out to the bookworms. But like, I'm saying a magazine, uh, article, uh, anything. Just pick something up and just, just, just read, man. I, I, it's good for your brain and it's good. It's a good alternative to being on the screen. And I don't think everybody who hears this is going to go read something, but I do think that more times we say it i think the more times you hear it i think it is a good thing to prescribe people like vegetables so just read man i'm gonna keep saying that and y'all gonna get annoyed with me but i'm gonna I'm and i'm gonna stand by that and keep talking about the shit that i'm reading too but i think we do need to read bro so i'm gonna I'm that's my recommendation sorry yeah and read. you know 
it's important to say that we both are um, rather avid readers. This is my, this is my 2020 collection. Um, I try, I try to sneak in a book a month every month. Um, you know, just to break down to people how I, you know, the strategy that I go about with that. Um, I'll set about uh, two 15 to 20 minute windows in my day. Um, usually if I, when I wake up in the morning, I set apart 20 minutes in that 20 minutes. while I'm still in bed, flick the light on. I push through 20 pages. Um, I push through 20 minutes worth of uninterrupted reading. Uninterrupted reading is the key portion of the, is a key uh, to all of that, um, set apart another 20 minutes or 30 minutes during the day, later on during the day when the mic, when the mind is a little bit more awake and I do my uninterrupted reading there. I turn the phone off. I don't look at the phone. I just set a timer. I put it away. I do a lot of speed reading. There's a lot of, you know, reading tricks that you can do to be able to read quicker. Um, and you know, just keep it consistent in that way. And over the weekends, extend that 20 minutes to an hours of blocked off time. And before you know it, you're just chowing through books. Heard it here. Probably not first, but you heard it here enthusiastically. Kind of do it. Yeah, positively. What's your, what's your reading strategy? How do you approach reading? I read on my phone, which I realize a lot of people are like, I need the actual book. Like, all right, go ahead. Like I read, I read cause I'm, and I would advise, yeah, you probably do want to read on your, on our actual book, like I said, to get away from screen time. So, but personally, I read on my phone. I download everything as a PDF and I put it on my, I put it on my little home screen. I have an Android. So I'm even more further talking. People are like, what? You're fucking alien. You read and you have an Android? But, um, yeah. <laughs> so sexy alien. And then what I... I don't, I, do people think reading is sexy? I don't know. I feel like reading Surely. and having a Hellcat are on the opposite side of the spectrum. But anyway. Uh, yeah, so I just look, so when I find myself just looking through my phone and scrolling, I'm like, oh, hold up. I, I'm on here. What I want to do on here is read. So I'll try and make myself go to that. And I like to read, so it's a little bit easier for me to have those things so intertwined, but that's how I do it. I also have Pocket, which is dope. It allows you to save any web page as like an article that you can go back to later. So, and it'll send you a reminder, like you have X amount of unread articles in pocket. So I try and take advantage of those and, and read. Um, but yeah, nothing like, nothing like having a book, maybe get some people, get yourself a book for Christmas, you know, sit in the tub, read it. I don't know. Self-care, all types of positive shit happening over here. Bruh. Self-care, self-care. Mind you, we didn't use the, the soundboard not once, not once, but that's cool. Um, I do definitely think that we done gave these people a show to, to, to run home and think about, man. I think we, we done fed the streets on this one. Yeah, I actually unplugged the soundboard hoping it would give uh, a better, it would be less interference with the digital thingy. Let's but we're working in. We're here. We'll figure out it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, I think this was, I think this was decent. I think this was decent. Uh, do I have any more rants I wanted to go on? Uh, told y'all about the Christmas. Yeah, man, reach out. Um, tis the season, bro. Show love, tis man. Be season. nice for no reason, bro. Um, tis the season. Tis the season. Anything else, Captain? I think we can land this plane, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what are you asking me? Hey, look, man. <laughs> Hey, look, man. It seems like, like we done had made a lot of my brother got down here at the end of it, but I'm going to let you know that this is the end of the show right here, brother. Indeed. Uh, and you know what? I don't know. I don't know when the when the internet going to cut out on us. I don't know. We're going to have these unexpected interruptions. But I do know one thing. Tell us. My brother know it too. We know. We know. You got too many options when it comes to a podcast. So we appreciate y'all rocking all the way live. We are live in the sense that we are working this all out in real time, as you can see. Live in the sense that we are celebrating life. Live in the sense that we are celebrating 
How good it feel to be black? Don't it feel good? Feel good. All the time. And we celebrating y'all. Celebrating, yeah. celebrating. Celebrating holidays. You did. So, love yours. Get you a bottle of this. A bottle of this. And like that, peace, water, we go. Boom goes the dynamite, nigga.